Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Good morning, Callum. Good morning, Len. The OPEC Plus meeting was held yesterday with great anticipation. What have they decided? Well, it's a rather complex agreement in many ways. They've agreed to pair back unused quotas, so a number of countries within OPEC Plus, particularly Russia, that are not using their full quotas, that uh, those countries have agreed to give up those excess quotas. In addition to that, the UAE has been allowed to produce an additional 200,000 barrels per day. In total, these changes give the impression of a 1.4 million barrel per day cut in output, uh, which sounds impressive, but because most of that is reducing limits that aren't used anyway, it actually makes very little difference uh, in practice. And in any case, this doesn't come into force until January 2024. So for now, that's really, in terms of OPEC plus itself, that's it. So it doesn't really make a lot of difference. What is significant is that in addition to that, Saudi Arabia agreed to cut by another million barrels per day in July. But as things stand, that commitment is just for July. So in terms of the size of the cut, though, that, that that is significant. But the fact that nobody else is contributing to that is all, also says a lot, really, about the fragility of OPEC plus and OPEC in terms of its ability to act jointly to manage the market. And, and if we think back to the recent history of this, in October last year, the Saudis pushed through a cut across OPEC plus, but really it was only the Saudis that made a material cut. Then in April, they tried again to cut output, and this time it was the Saudis plus a small number of, of other OPEC plus countries that said they would cut output as of May. We've yet to see the figures for May, but I suspect that we'll find that it was really only the Saudis that uh, again made a meaningful cut there. And now this time, the Saudis have had to go completely by themselves. So there's, there's no pretense this time of, of anybody else trying to help the Saudis bring down their output and try and uh, support the market. How has the market taken this? Well, I think uh, going into this meeting, people really had very little idea quite what was going to come out of it. But after some of the things that the Saudi energy minister had said the other week, it sort of seemed like they, they must come up with something. And in a way, the Saudis have, but clearly OPEC Plus as a whole hasn't. Nevertheless, a million barrels per day is obviously a very significant cut. But the question is, given that this is only due to apply to July, what will happen thereafter? So the market obviously has rallied on this news initially. It's uh, opened in Asian trading at around 78.50. So that's $2 per barrel higher than Friday's close, but is now back below $78 per barrel. So the market is uh, has reacted, but it's not um, an overwhelmingly bullish sort of reaction because, of course, this uh, cut is by Saudi Arabia only, and it's just for the month of July. And it remains to be seen after what happens after that. Perhaps if demand clearly increases in the coming weeks as we get into the full summer season, then perhaps that will be enough and the Saudis won't need to roll over these cuts into August in order to support the market. If, on the other hand, that demand doesn't come through, then perhaps they will roll over again. But certainly for now, this will perhaps keep the short sellers on their toes, which is very much what the Saudis said they wanted to achieve. But I think that if we don't see Brent breaking through the $80 per barrel area, in other words, breaking out of the range we've been in for the last uh, number of weeks now, then uh, there's a risk it could test lower again. What do the terms of this deal mean for the longer term for OPEC Plus? I think a lot of the, the changes are quite significant for OPEC Plus members. I mean, various companies have had to accept 
a reduction in in their quotas, albeit that they're not using, but that that is a hard pill for them to swallow. Also, the declaration of cooperation has been extended at least until the end of 2024. So all these things are quite significant for OPEC Plus members, although they don't really have much impact for the markets in terms of the extension of the declaration. That's something that the market would have just expected to happen anyway. But I think we have to sort of say that, frankly, if uh, although these members have accepted reductions in their quotas, I think that they could produce more. They, they probably would do. Or on the other hand, if there was a desire to cut output, you'd have to question whether they would be prepared now to uh, contribute to that, especially as the Saudis have been prepared to go and do the heavy lifting themselves without anybody else contributing. There seems to be limited incentive for others to uh, to get involved again in the future. So it does seem that OPEC plus now really consists of a number of countries, most countries who will just produce whatever they can, as much as they can, irrespective of quotas. And then you've got, in addition to that, you've got the UAE that would really like to produce a lot more and could produce more. And of course, Saudi Arabia that has to do the heavy lifting to try and maintain the illusion of uh, unity. But I think it's going to become more difficult in the not too distant future, because, of course, there's the rise of electric vehicles, which are being rolled out rapidly. This is not just a sort of a European and US phenomena. It's in China, very much the case, very strong rollout of electric vehicles. And this is directly going to undermine one of the key areas of or the biggest area of uh, oil demand, which is, of course, road transport. And that's really going to start making itself felt in the demand figures in the in the next uh, few years. And so uh, uh, this is going to be a very difficult one for OPEC Plus to deal with, I think. Thank you, Kalem. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, Len. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investec's Weekly Energy Update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the podcast, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investec.co.uk or visit investec.com forward slash commodities. Until next time, thank you. <laughs>